Good morning, everybody. Lee Brower here, and welcome to this week's edition of Meaningful Monday. I am grateful to be here. I am glad to be here. Six men of Indistan, to learning much inclined, who went to see the elephant, though all of them were blind, that each, by observation, might satisfy his mind. You've heard this poem before, haven't you? About the six blind men that walked up to an elephant. The first one walked right into his side and said, I know that this is a wall. The second one walks into the leg and grabs hold of the leg and said, I know that this is a tree. The next one reaches up and grabs his tusk and says, ah, I know, I believe this is a spear. The other one grabs his trunk and said, I believe, I know that this is a giant snake. Another one grabs his tail and says, I know that this is a rope. One grabs his ear said, I know, I believe that this is a fan. So the poem concludes, and so these men of Indistan disputed loud and long, each in his own opinion, exceedingly stiff and strong, though each was partly right and all were in the wrong. Look, we all know what an elephant is, don't we? Some of us have, we've all seen them or seen pictures of them. Some of us have even touched an elephant. But that someone could make a judgment based on one aspect of truth and apply it to the whole may seem absurd to us or unbelievable. But on the other hand, let me ask you a question. Can't we recognize ourselves in these six blind men? Have you ever been guilty of the same pattern of thought? You know, never in the history of the world have we had easier access to more information than we do today right now. Some of it's true, some of it's false, but much of it is partially true. Consequently, never before in the history of mankind has it been more important to learn how to correctly discern between truth and false truth. And part of our problem in the quest for truth is that we've been dis that mankind has been disappointed so many times in the past. We have examples where people actually knew that something was true, but later it was proven false. You know, the the world is flat. Uh, man can fly. Can't you know? No way can man fly. Um, tomatoes will kill you. These are all examples of. Strange thinking, but aren't we susceptible ourselves to that strange thinking? Our truths, our truths, collectively, our truths shape the quality of our societies. Our truths shape the quality of our individual characters. But all too often these truths are based upon incomplete and inaccurate evidence. And at times they serve very selfish motives. Imagine a room with a hundred people in it, working feverishly at their computer desk. Lots of buttons pushing. Do you know what they're doing? Right now, we have over a billion people, a billion people that are addicted to these, that carry these smartphones around with them. And we have this Ama Google face mindset of how do we get their attention? And what will they do to get your attention? Let me tell you, it's a race 
to the amygdala. It's a race to the brainstem because if they can disturb you, upset you, get you excited, if they know your patterns and how you think and what you're doing, they can affect your beliefs. And if they can affect your beliefs, you're going to be just like one of these blind men where you know that this is true. Um, part of the reason for poor judgment, for poor decisions, is the tendency that we all have to blur that line between what we believe and then what is actually true. We too often confuse belief with truth, thinking that because something makes sense or it's convenient, it must be true. Conversely, sometimes we don't believe truth or we reject it because it would require us to change or admit that we were wrong. So often truth is rejected because it doesn't appear to be consistent with our previous experiences. So how do we deal with this? How do we handle this? As leaders, how are we going to move forward in this truth-untruth world? Let me give you a couple of suggestions. I'm sure there's more. One is pause. When you hear something, whether you think it's true or untrue, that's coming from some source, ask yourself, I'm curious why they would say that. I'm curious about why this is going on. When the opinions or truths of others contradict our own, instead of considering the possibility that there could be information that might be helpful or augment or complement what we know, we often jump to the conclusion or make assumptions that the other person is misinformed, mentally challenged, or he's out to deceive us, or they are out to deceive us. And unfortunately, that tendency can spread to all areas of our lives, from sports to family religion, or excuse me, family relationships, to religion and to politics. So one thing is, take that pause before you jump into that red arc, before you react Go into curiosity. That's a leadership characteristic. It's an empowered wealth characteristic to ask yourself, hmm, I wonder why they're saying that. And then I'm going to give you a tool. And that tool is based upon triangulation. And a triangulation is like a triangle. So you have one source of information that comes in. Have two other reliable sources that you can measure it against, against before you react. If you hear something on the radio as you're driving and it's this race to the amygdala and it causes you to react, pause and then triangulate. Go to other sources that, you, that are out there that are reputable sources and see if what they're saying, if they're not even mentioning it, maybe it is false news. But consider pause and triangulation as tools to help us navigate through the false wealth that's out there. Slow down. Do like John Wooden says. Be quick, but don't hurry. We live in a marvelous time. A marvelous time. I know that this is a challenge, but I know as leaders we can work together to eliminate the false truths and to stay focused on those things that are really true and meaningful in our lives. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for sharing this time with me. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.